Hey y'all, AB3 here. Before we get started with today's show, I just want to give you a couple of updates on the greatest hunting app that there is right now. Of course, I'm talking about the Onyx Hunt app. I have it. I don't go into the woods without it. Onyx Hunt, man, that application saved me so many times. I want to tell you about the wind and weather. We all know that plays a big part in what we do, how we decide to hunt, where we decide to hunt. And when you have the Onyx Hunt application, you can see hour by hour forecasts for wind speed and direction. Check it out for the next eight days, any spot that you hunt on your map up to the next eight days. That means you can plan, plan ahead, kind of like how they said in the AT movie, plan ahead, amigo. You can do that when you got the Onyx Hunt app. Weather updates coming from 100,000 weather stations, refreshed every 15 minutes. Large intuitive visuals make it easier for hunters to identify weather patterns, make those in moment decisions, switch it up, kill those big deer, kill those big elk, get after those ducks and geese, making quick on the spot decisions, man, to help you be successful. Trim tracks, man. If you got the trim tracks, you can easily get to and from your stand. Sometimes you forget to turn your trim tracker off. Now with the trim tracks, you can trim those extra steps, get it down to a precise direct route in and out of your hunt area. Onyx Hunt, know where you stand. Make sure if you don't have it for your Android or your iPhone, it is available. You can also use it on your browser. Web maps are available. Whatever you choose to use, just make sure you're using Onyx Hunt. From Stone Mountain, Georgia, this is the Bryant Land Show, hosted by Proud Gamecock and South Carolinian AB3. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Bryant Land Show. Thank you for taking the time on this Monday to come through and listen to the content that we got that we're going to put out for y'all. We are back on schedule, back on track. You should be listening to this on a Monday, on your commute, on your way to work, on your jog, your morning workout, morning coffee, whenever you decide to consume the Bryantland show, especially if you do it early in the morning. We are here. We are here for you. So back on track and good to go. I'm looking forward to presenting this show to you all today, mainly because of who I had a chance to talk to uh, for this episode, a fellow by the name of Brian Maddox. Now, Brian, upstate South Carolina native, um, standout high school football player in the upstate, uh, I want to say T.L. Hannah. 
uh, high school in Anderson, South Carolina. Uh, please forgive me if I got that wrong. But after being a standout in high school, in high school football, he took his talents to a place called Columbia, Columbia, South Carolina, to the University of South Carolina, the mighty Gamecocks, my alma mater. So it is very, it's a treat. I'm very happy, and it's a treat for me to sit down and talk to OB Mad. Um, we met through a mutual uh, acquaintance, a mutual alumni that uh, put me on uh, to be mad. And, you know, I went down to Savannah, interviewed him, or outside of Savannah, I should say, interviewed him a couple of years ago. And you can find that interview on uh, our YouTube channel, Bryantland. Uh, but interviewed him, really enjoyed talking to him at that time. And really, honestly, did a piss poor job of keeping in touch after that. Uh, but we, you know, we stay in touch, but just not, you know, as much as I uh, probably should have or probably could have. But always following him on social media, following what he's doing, you know, hunting out here. And when I met him, you know, he was a really, really good crossbow hunter. And now, as we sit down to talk, he has become a very prolific and deadly bow hunter. Uh, even getting into some uh, to some uh, self filming, self recording, recording his hunts. He's got his own YouTube channel as well. So it was real treasure for me, real treat for me to sit down and talk to Brian again, catch up with him. A lot has changed since we last talked. So. Really excited, really enjoyed it, and now I'm going to present to you uh, my conversation with Brian Maddox here on the Bryantland Show. Bryantland. One of the things that I really enjoy about doing this podcast is I get to talk to all kind of different people. I get to talk to you know men, women, all kind of. <laughs> have my kids on, and just get to talk to all kind of different people in the outdoor world, but. When I get a chance to talk to a former Gamecock great, well, really even shouldn't say former Gamecock great, just Gamecock great, Hunter, Family Man, Brian Maddox, Be Mad, welcome to the Brian Land Show, bro. How you been? I'm good, man. How you doing? Man, I can't complain. It, it's been a while since we talked. Like, I came down there, man, y'all. Showed me all kind of southern hospitality, and then <laughs> you kind of was doing your thing. I was doing my thing, man. It's just good just to catch up and be able to talk to you. That's right. That's right. Likewise, man. Yeah, it's been a while, and um, I'm glad we we got got back up, man. And so much has changed. First, I know I've said it to you before we recorded, and you know, in messages and stuff. But again. Just congratulations, beautiful baby girl, you know, beautiful family, man. Y'all, y'all doing the thing down there in South Georgia. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate it. Um, yeah, she's she's now ten months, doesn't seem right. Oh, um, wow. You know, yeah. So next next month she'll be she'll be a year old, and um, it's crazy because it was 
we're, I mean, we're at the beginning of all this uh, pandemic stuff, um, and I'm luckily or lucky that my parents were able to, you know, come down and and be in the hospital with us uh, before they started restricting all that stuff. So, but yeah, man, beautiful little girl. She getting teeth. Oh, uh, they ra- they they razor sharp. Her mama, <laughs> her mama, stick, been sticking her finger in there, getting getting gnawed on. So yeah, it's it's pretty it's pretty funny, but oh, uh, for the most part, man, she 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 does she does a tremendous job at night with sleep and everything. So ain't no complaints. <laughs> that, hey, that that's that's a blessing in itself, man. Because always it don't it don't always go like that, you know. Mm-hmm. Both of mine, they were kind of restless at night. So, hey, you you got to take it. You got to take it how you can get it, boy. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so, is she uh, is she sleeping like with a with a little plush uh, buck or with a plush uh, bow or whatever? <laughs> like, it was, you got to sleep in, uh, with that yet? <laughs> Not yet, but it's coming. <laughs> it's coming, and uh, so check this out so for christmas um like the lights we did all the lights on the house and um had some deer uh, a buck a little fawn and a doe um out in the front yard and every every night and i man i, I don't know how she I, obviously i said the word deer a couple of times <laughs> but she would smile when we would walk to the window or go outside she would say deer yeah. Oh wow! I said yeah. I said yeah. You you getting ready? <laughs> <laughs> she yep, already. Ready. I was about to say she already ready for it. That's right. That's Man, right. That that is awesome. That is so awesome. <laughs> and it's not often either that I have somebody on that I can talk South Carolina football with. Oh yeah. It's it's been rough in Columbia the last couple of years, but we got some hope. And one of your former coaches, Coach Beamer, coming back, because Coach Beamer was down there with y'all when y'all was wrecking shop and knocking out 11-win seasons with Coach Spurrier. So glad to mm-hmm. see Coach Beamer coming back. He said it's his dream job, so hopefully, you know, he can get the program turned around and, and we can, you know, reclaim the state of South Carolina and start getting some consistency over these puppies down here with both of us living in Georgia. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, I mean, I love to hire. Um, you know, Coach Beamer is a great coach to play for. Uh, when I was at Carolina, um, players coach and definitely can recruit. And that's that's key, um, you know, in, in this game. And uh, if you can recruit, especially you got to do good in, in your home base. So your home state you got to be able to get all, you know, majority of those players. Right. And then you branch out to the Georgias, the Florida, um, and beyond Alabama, you know. So um, I definitely think he's going to be able to do that. Already seeing some glimpses of that. Um, And I think, you know, the coaching staff that he will put together um, on the offensive and defensive side of of the ball um, is going to really help us uh, be a major contender. Um, in the in the next few years, so yeah, I think so too. Definitely man. excited. If we just you know everybody, just be patient, 
Because I think, I mean, obviously the diehards know, but outside of like the diehards, I don't think people realize that, you know, he was one of the main recruiters, you know, like with with you and Marcus and D. Mm-hmm. Swearinger and Al Sean. Yep. Like when we, we, you know, when we were rolling under Spurrier, oh, a lot yeah. of people just think, you know, well, it was just Spurrier. It was, nah, it, Beamer was, you know, a catalyst into all of that. So to have him back in Columbia and now as the head man, like I said, I'm I'm yep. I'm optimistic. Like I'm looking forward to like hopefully we can get past, you know, all this COVID hell and mm-hmm. can get back into Williams Bryce and and have a good time, man. Yeah, I'm I'm ready for it. Got got a little girl, got some uh Cocky outfits for little cheerleading outfits. <laughs> Could, couldn't wear it. Couldn't wear it in you know to the stadium. Right. We wasn't gonna take her take her there, but um, definitely she she put them on during football season this year. Even though it was some you know most most of the times it was hard watching it. She still had a had a Carolina stuff on man. Man, <laughs> it it as high as I was for the Auburn game. The, uh-huh. the Ole Miss game was the one that I was just kind of like, all right, you know. Like, I was disappointed in Tennessee because I felt like we should have beat Tennessee. And I, yeah. after um, after that game, I think we did Tennessee for TV. Um, God, I forgot who they were playing. It might have been – no, it wasn't Arkansas. Oh, it was Missouri. And they beat Missouri. Okay. And then after that, that was when the wheels fell off. And I was like, see, we should have beat that team. But as high as I was yeah. for Auburn, like I said, the Ole Miss loss is just kind of like, okay. And then Georgia, I mean, you know, it's like, well, I don't know why y'all bragging. I mean, you basically beat, uh, you know, and no disrespect to them, but you beat a bunch of walk-ons because, <laughs> like, everybody was in, in COVID protocol. They was, yep. they, was, they was pulling people from Columbia High to be on the team like, <laughs> for that game. <laughs> so, yeah, it was, it was bad, man. But, it was definitely bad, but, you know, it just they just need the, you know, the fan base, the boosters. Uh, you know, if I could say anything, I just ask that they show patience. Yeah, because it don't take time to rebuild. I yep. mean, um, you know, you can you can destruct or break something down much easier than you can build it up. That's true. And and, and he's gonna he's gonna need some time um, to get the recruits um, in there and and you know really build a a strong team. And I know he can do it. And I'm optimistic, like you said. And I, I just can't wait to see what happens. Yeah, in Columbia. Man, is I think, like I said, big things gonna be coming. We're gonna be little baby steps, you know. First mm-hmm. year or so, we get a couple of victories, sneak up on some people, then probably about the second or third year, I think that's yeah. when it's gonna be like, all right, we 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 got a contender, y'all. Y'all can't talk mm-hmm. that noise all y'all want in the East now, nah, y'all. <laughs> y'all gonna have to yep. bow down. So. We'll see, That's man. Right. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm excited. You still now. The last time we talked, you was telling me um about the record that you had. Is that still staying? The record. The uh the weightlifting. Oh, I don't know. Especially with uh, with uh old Kevin Harris, man. I don't know. <laughs> that kid, <laughs> that kid's pretty stout. He might, he might have knocked some of them. Knock some of them out. So I, 
I haven't been back, man, in a couple years, probably, probably three years now. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's been about three seasons. Um, so, yeah, because it was a Georgia game that I went to last. And, um, man, it's – I don't know. I, I mean, things have changed there. They've moved the weight room, you know, over there close to or where the farmer's market and all that stuff yeah, is, I think. Yeah, because when they, um, yeah, when they so added it, all the different facilities and stuff. Yeah, it's completely changed. So I – I can't wait to get back and and go to a game and and see all the changes and um, things of that nature. So yeah, um, but they, yeah, I mean, I I, I was <laughs> I was a beast in the weight room and um, it was it was hard to uh, it was hard to tackle me and and uh, for my teammates uh, we used to bring it. I used to bring it to them too. Man, I was <laughs> I was telling somebody uh, earlier today, um, buddy of mine that lives in Columbia, but he was from uh, Virginia. Um, mm. But I had to pull out the uh, the, the Auburn video. <laughs> he, was like, <laughs> he was like, "Where?" I was yeah. like, "Yeah." I said, um, "I said I'm supposed to talk to Maddox later on this evening." I said, "That cat done killed seven with a bow." And he was like, for real? I was like, yeah. I said, he was a beast at Carolina, too. I said, the only thing yeah. more people should know about Maddox, the only reason they don't is because Lattimore was there. But I guarantee you, Lattimore wasn't there. Mm. Shit, boy. That, 10 wasn't no joke, mm-hmm. boy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> I, had yes, to pull, I had to pull the video out for him. And he was like, damn. I was like, uh-huh. <laughs> I said, yup. I heard I was like, that. No, don't sleep. So yeah, yeah, for sure, man. I mean, every time I got my opportunity, uh, especially my last year uh, when Lattimore was a freshman, I mean, I seized the opportunity. Yeah, um, you know, it's just it's just how the cards fell, uh, you know. But hey, it was a great experience. Experience something that you know most people uh, would dream to experience. Um, played on a high level, so I, I can't complain. I got and I got my degree, so I got in three and a half years. Man, so I definitely can't complain. That is bana- <laughs> that is bananas playing Division One football and graduate in three and a half years. Not even four. Not even leave and come back. Three and a half, dude. That's right. That's right. And the stuff that they put y'all through, man, like covering. You know, college sports and stuff. I get I get a glimpse at what y'all have to go through with them crazy practice times, lifting, film session, mm-hmm. class. Oh <laughs> no. yeah, yeah. So, I'll tell you, man. Golly, so, I ain't know. I ain't realize it was three and a half. Dang, dude. Yeah, yeah, three and a half. Um, you know, obviously we had to be there in the summer. Um, so talking with my dad. And, um, you know, I, I wanted to give the NFL a, a shot and or whatnot. So that was my goal to be done after my bowl game, um, you know, my last season in 2010, which was a Chick-fil-A bowl. Yeah. Be, be done with school so I could just focus on training. Um, and, and that's why I moved to Charlotte um, to start working out at Velocity Sports Performance and uh, start training for the NFL and all that stuff. But, yeah, like I said, fell short, but uh, did work out for several teams. Um, 
that was the year of the lockout. So. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. So it. I mean, like I said, man, no regrets. Gave it my all. Got my degree, and um, you know, I, 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 I love it. Man. I, love, I love I love game called football. So, well, as somebody that, like I said, never played, only played one year of organized football when I was like ten, and then went to Carolina and just fell in love with the school and definitely got to cover the football team and just became a diehard. I, I was standing in the end zone when you know Pollock snatched the ball from. Uh, from Corey Jenkins in the back of the end zone, I was standing right there on the field that first year that we beat Georgia um, when Jim Donner was still there. I think that was Lou's second year we beat Georgia. I was right there on the on the field for that. I was on the field when Bruce scored like seemed like six touchdowns against Clemson. So, it's just like, <laughs> so like I said, right. not not ever played, but I've always had had respect and. And anybody that knows me knows I am a die-hard Carolina guy, Carolina everything. So I can't wait to see mm-hmm. us get back to to where we belong in football. But man, yep. we can sit here and talk about Carolina football all day, <laughs> dude. Seven, seven, seven. all with a bow, seven. all with a bow. Um, you know. I dedicated my season this season um, to primarily bow hunting and filming it. Now, it's been it's been rough because there's there's been trying to get the camera perfect, having deer spot you, and then you have to just become a dang tree. Yep. <laughs> in the tree. Yep. Yep. <laughs> uh, and then get another opportunity. But, you know, everybody looks at seven and say, God, that's a lot of deer. Yeah, that's, that's a lot of deer. Um, but, man, we, we eat this stuff with spaghetti, uh, you know, make deer burgers, the Q steak, backstrap. That's that's all we eat. I don't buy beef. Bro. This, this, this is all we eat. People that know. Dad and chicken. People that know know like you ain't you ain't even got to explain to me. You talking about <laughs> some, as soon as we finish, I got to post the deer burgers that I made tonight. So like, oh nice, you nice. like you ain't nice. got to explain to me. Like mm-hmm. I killed mm-hmm. I killed one last. Year. I had a rough season last season. I killed one, and I was probably done with all that deer meat. Shoot, and then I didn't kill it till December. We was probably done with all that deer meat by like February, March. Like, oh yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like one deer, quick. yeah, one deer ain't, ain't ain't gonna do it. So mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. but the seven to me, the seven is just impressive because I know, and a lot of you know, a lot of my listeners know, but there are some people that still listen to the podcast and, you know, they still, you know, trying to find out what all this hunting thing is all about and what this mm-hmm. bow hunting thing is all about. So they, you know, yeah. sit back and just be like gasp or whatever. I mean, in Georgia, we get 10, you get 10 yeah, does yeah. and two bucks. And two bucks. Yep, yep. It's like one of the more liberal, um, 
you know, bag limits. But mm-hmm. my thing is, when I talked to you last, you were mm-hmm. shooting a crossbow. That's right. <laughs> I was shooting a crossbow. What, um, what what happened? Like what what? Because you weren't even you weren't even talking about a compound bow yet. No, not at all. And you know, you I think you know uh, Ken Brown. Yeah. Or y'all 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 talked on the yeah we talked before yeah yeah yeah. Um, he's one that got me into compound bow hunting. Um. You know, because that's all he does. And I said, well, shoot, man, this man is filming. Um, you know, he he kind of taught me about it a little bit. But, I mean, I just went and bought me a, a Matthews, um, got the Halon 30, 32. Um, okay. And, shoot, man, I, I ended up loving it. Man. And, you know, it's because, because it's so challenging. It's so challenging. And that crossbow and the rifle – yeah, I I love that, and I still like you know going rifle hunting, but um, you know it it, it still doesn't even come close to having that bow in your hand, having to get you know drawn back, um, especially when it's cold outside. I mean, good grief, man! Yeah. I, a couple couple weeks ago, a couple weeks ago, I got drawn back, and I think I posted this video on my YouTube channel or whatnot, but um. Man, it was so cold. I thought I, I was like, "Ain't no way I'm able to hold on, <laughs> hold on to this." But I, I managed to, and and uh, put a nice shot on on a deer that was uh, pretty quartering away from me, and it dropped. It dropped me right there in its tracks. But yeah, um, nice, nice you know, shot so, is very modest. I, I I watched that video. That you you smoked that deer. <laughs> yeah, so. Yeah, so I was I was like, okay, here's my options. I'm at full draw. It is super quartering away. Um, you know, I'm gonna enter. I want to enter. You know, uh, somewhere around that 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 lead shoulder. Yep. And it's gonna come out either out the neck, clip jugular, or um, gonna just you know serrate the heart. Yep. And. <laughs> It did. It did both. <laughs> <laughs> it did both somehow. And that thing didn't know what hit it. And it just dropped. And that, I mean, that's why I love that's why I love the bow hunt, man. I mean, it is so challenging. And shot placement is key. Yep. You can go out and, and have that rifle in your head and and hit one, you know, somewhat good. And you're gonna find it. Right. More than likely you're gonna find you're gonna find that deer. Um, but just the the preciseness, um, you know, with that bow that you have to have in order to seal the deal, get the job done. Um, I love it, man. I love it. Have you thought about like going to like another boat? Like you on your thirty two? I'm still on my Hayline six Bruiser Brody, as mm. I like to call it. Um, mm-hmm. And every year, you know, there's Triax, VXR, you know, mm-hmm. Traverse, like whatever. Like Matthew's always coming out with another, with another bow. Have you thought about mm-hmm. like changing or even changing brands or changing like getting another bow? Or are you are you just you you good? I'm I'm set on 
on the brain. Yep. Uh, Matthews, I, I love. Um, it's just so smooth, quiet, um, you know, great let off. Um, but I have, um, you know, I think I went to my local bow shop here and, and, uh, <laughs> it was a customer appreciation event or whatnot. And I was looking at some stuff and I think I ended up buying some more arrows, um, Max Marais or whatever. Okay. And <laughs> the guy was like, Hey, you ever thought about, you know, looking at this, uh, VXR? I cut my eyes at my wife, and I was like, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I said, I said, I said, yeah. I said, I've been thinking about it. And she looked at me like, hmm, I ain't know about this. <laughs> <laughs> so, hey, come, come someday uh, in the future, I will I will get, you know, get another Matthews. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, right now, <laughs> Why? Why do I need to? You know. Right. Right. That's kind of. <laughs> that's that's, that's, that's kind of where I'm at. Yeah. <laughs> that's 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 kind of where I'm at. It's like it. Once you get a bow that you like and it's comfortable and you can shoot it, man. It's like if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Like leave it long. That's right. Leave it long. Like don't don't start uh-huh. tinkering and messing with stuff and all and all of that. So. Yeah. All right. So you went left the crossbow. Got, you know, got hooked on the bow, loving it, mm-hmm. you know, which I don't know too many people that pick up a bow and then put it back down and be like, mm, nah, I don't <laughs> know. Like most most people that I know personally, like once you pick up mm-hmm. a bow, like they just like hooked like a, you know, like a bass, man. They just, they want to turn it loose. Mm-hmm. The, the mm-hmm. filming though, what made you get into the, <laughs> because I'm going to tell you, like, I made a commitment this year. I said, okay, I'm going to carry my camera with me. Like, I I bought the stuff to shoot, like, off of my climber, Mm -hmm. um, you know, camera arm, base, all this stuff, make it real easy for shooting off the climber. And I've gotten two on film. Uh, actually, well, I got two kills on film and then one leaf that, uh, or branch that I snapped in half. So, <laughs> yeah, that, <laughs> dude, <laughs> snapped the branch, shattered an arrow. Um, oh, man. Yeah. So, and I got, like I said, so I got that on video. But my point for you is like, what? What made you say, okay, you know what? I'm going I'm I'm to do it. I'm going to stick with it. Because now you already taking something that is inevitably challenging and just bow hunting and you basically <laughs> turned it up like 10 trying to film yeah. yeah yeah that's right um so there again um ken brown uh buddy i see i saw him do it uh i was like man, i'm gonna try this and i want to document what i'm doing out here in the woods now mm-hmm. i gotta get better with um I gotta get better with you know talking it through and and what I'm using and right. and, and this and that. But you know this this is the first step. So I will evaluate after the season and and say okay, well next year or this year I need to um, I need to do X Y and Z differently. Um, but yeah, I mean ultimately, man, I I wanna I wanna get on TV one day doing this stuff. Okay. Um, 
Yeah, so that's that's the one of the main reasons or or driving factors the where I started filming. I'm like, I can do this. I got the I'm really the only person that hunts my my farm. My father in law does a little hunting, but um not much anymore. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I can I can document a ton of ton of deer. Um, you know, especially, you know, get trying to get it done, seal the deal, um, on video. Um, but you know, I need to need to widen my um my, you know, where I'm hunting. Um so maybe maybe I'll get another state in there this year. I don't I'm not I'm not sure. Yeah. Um but it's challenging, yeah, like you said, the bow hunting alone and then the filming just takes it up another notch and you know, I just like I said, the driving factor is the get on on TV one day, you know. Hey <laughs> doing man. it. Man, that ain't nothing <laughs> hey, there ain't nothing wrong with that with with having that as a goal. And it's funny how you say um, you know, hunting different areas because mm-hmm. I don't know about for you, but for me it's like I like hunting the area that I hunt and the way that I hunt it because I'm in control. Like everything is familiar. Yep. Like I got a system. Like I got, you know, I, mm-hmm. I got my base on my on my climber. You know, I got yep. where my camera fit. It's already level. Like I leveled it out. Mm-hmm. Like everything. Only thing every time I got to do is just slide the camera in, climb yep, the tree, right. good to go. Now when you start, <laughs> you know, humping around on public land or you going to different you know spots i mean again not that it's not doable but that just mm. adds another layer to it because you might go to an outfitter where they already got the stands hung so now like your mm-hmm. setup don't necessarily jive with their setup you know i yep. mean and in the grand scheme of things it's little things but it's still oh yeah when you're trying to accomplish that goal of getting good clean footage getting kills on camera then mm-hmm. you know little stuff like that it just plays a part of it oh yeah yeah i mean it i can't tell you like i've i've hunted you know several of my buddy spots uh here closer to my house than where i where i primarily hunt mm-hmm. and i take my camera equipment and i get up the tree and i start <laughs> start looking at things and i'm like I can't, I can't put the camera out here. Right, like, <laughs> like that don't like, work. Like it's 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 too it's too tight. Like I have nowhere to do this safely without hitting things, and and then my hunt's over before it even gets started. So yeah, um, yes, you got to do your homework. You got to do your research, and and know where you're going, and and what you can use where, and where you can use it. So. And see, and it's funny because, you know, the day, like that same day when I just killed the doe that I just killed, the morning hunt, mm-hmm. I hunted that morning and I had a shot on a deer. And I'm thinking like, okay, I can slip this arrow between these two spaces, between these limbs. Like I don't want to cut them because they still got leaves on them. So it's kind of like good cover because you mm-hmm. know, sometimes when you're in the tree, you just feel so exposed. <laughs> and, yeah. and so I got like these this cover man I drew back I put the pen on her ass and I <laughs> shot and she like all I heard was like a smack and then mm. 
the arrow fall and then she like kind of like uh stumbled back and then took off and i'm like okay did i hit her so of course you know i'm like all right give it a few minutes let everything kind of die down and then look back at the footage that has been the one thing that is so cool about filming when you can when you can get the you know get the the shot and stuff on video you can look back at it right there and look at it yep, and see right what's going on yep and i look at it yeah. and i looked at it and i'm like i ain't hit that deer and it's soon sure enough i looked up again in the corner and as soon as that damn arrow left I see a branch just sawed completely off. Like it took it, it took it, it, it took it off, and then the arrow just like I said, it shattered, it like splintered, and then almost uh. like when when somebody um like a broken bat almost, it just uh-huh. like splintered into pieces. When I picked up my right. arrow, and I was like, well, okay then. So I went <laughs> went back to the house, took care of some stuff, got my um my pole saw. And I was like, this limb got to go. And sawed it down right there and there. Got in in the evening. And then that was when I put the shot on the other door and thought it was good. But then mm-hmm. come to find out, inspect the arrow, gut shot. And it's just like, all right. So it would go on mm-hmm. from there. But that, that whole thing about being able to film, man, and getting it you know, on video so you can review it. It just, it's another tool that it, it's complicated, but it helps. Yeah, it definitely helps. And, you know, making sure that the sound is off on, 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 on your cameras <laughs> is key as well. So, cause you know, you know, when, when you get, when you get set up in the woods, man, and you up there in that stand and even if that wind's blowing. Yep. Any little noise that you make, I mean, you think that it, that noise traveled two miles away. Oh my god! <laughs> it it is crazy because, like you said, like you you pulling up your bow and like the the hook or something like bangs up against the stand. It's like clangs, like. Mm-hmm. Boy, yep. we done ran every deer to the clear to the other side of the county. Was like, <laughs> that's right, that's right. And and another thing that I've found that to be good with filming is having alternate angles. So I, I was going to ask you about yeah. that because I noticed. Yeah. Well, you got three. You got three different angles. I got I got two, but I'm about to get my third. Um, you know, in a couple of months. Um, so. Yeah, I have I have one that's facing me, and okay. then I got the cam the camcorder uh, facing you know the target, um, and you know I I splice it up and, and you know move things around and just so just so it goes well together. Sure, yeah, um, yeah. To make to make it jive, but yeah, you you, you want those alternate those alternate uh, looks just because you, you gotta have something looking at you to catch that raw uh, reaction <laughs> because that thing's rolling and your eyes get all big, you know, when you make the shot. Right. Just, you can see you can see your heart jumping out of your chest. <laughs> <laughs> and see that that's the thing that I'm missing is that second 
is the second angle, and I wanted to ask you about that. So you got the the camcorder. What kind of camcorder are you using? Um, a Canon Vixia. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you got mm-hmm. the you got the Vixia. Then you got a GoPro. Now is that yeah, is GoPro. that on your bow? I have that GoPro on top of my quiver. Um, yeah. Oh. Uh, so, so I leave my I leave my quiver attached to my bow. Yep. And and I got it, you know, stuck down to the top, facing me. I also have um, what they make a uh, it's called the Jaws clamp. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, I have that that I can clamp to a stand or or a nice heavy branch, and I can have it looking at me that way as well. Okay. But yeah, yeah. That's some of the alternate looks that I that I give. Mm-hmm. Cause see, the other thing too is, you know, like I know for me, like you, I'm always trying to be light, like light, 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 and and the less stuff, like the more stuff that I can have, just you know, slide it in, boom, ready to go, mm-hmm. instead of having mm-hmm. to you know fumble around and and setting yeah. this up and setting that up and then tear it down mm-hmm. and then set it back up like you you know i guess what i'm saying trying to be efficient like trying to find yeah. a you know a system that worked for me and that's more that's most efficient mm-hmm. yeah and, and a, another way to do that is to have multiple um not necessarily camera arms but the the attachment to the tree that you can just carry an arm to right. multiple locations wherever right. you're hunting and you just slide it in and lock it in and, and you ready to go. Uh, I haven't, I haven't accomplished that yet, but that's something that I'm going to do in 2021. Now, are you hunting out of a lock on or a climber? I have a climber and, um, I got, I got a ladder stand that I've killed a buck out of this year. Okay. Um, and, and a doe, uh, but I've been primarily hunting out of that lock on. Okay. I mean, not lock on the climber. Okay. And uh, man, I, I've tried plenty of climbers, man, and I finally found the one. <laughs> what you uh, uh? What you climbing in? It's a uh, buckshot. Okay. Um, but the buckshot equalizer. It's a company out of Wilmington, North Carolina. Okay. Um, and man, you can, you can. You can recline the thing. It, it, it is awesome. You can face the tree, <laughs> face away from the tree. I mean, you can sit all day in that thing. And it's and it's safe because it's you got the aluminum teeth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and not and not the cable. Like I've slid with the cable before on other stands. Don't tell me that. I had to tell you. I had to tell you. Don't because I'm looking. <laughs> Like I'm looking at one of my climbers. Like you know, last mm-hmm. year I bought the the Viper, the Summit Viper, mm-hmm. and I fell in love with it. And then this <laughs> year I bought the um the Goliath just so I can kind of like mm. move around because you know I know the climber you're supposed to be able to carry it, set it up, climb, take it down, bring it in. If I know mm-hmm. I'm gonna be hunting, if I'm gonna be hunting pretty much the same spot. Like I leave my climber in there, and it's one less thing I got to yep. worry about carrying in, and I can get up the tree exactly. quicker, get set up. So, yep. um, the cables on my Viper, I think after this season, I'm gonna replace because they looking kind of shady. The ones on the <laughs> on the Goliath, they look good, but man, you know, back to what you saying about like this, 
the safety and the comfortability. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. It's like you can sit in that thing. Like I force myself to stand up. Like I go like 30, 40 minute periods of standing up, just standing, like waiting for something to happen. Cause yeah. if I sit on that climber and if I sit too long, <laughs> man, I'll be done doze <laughs> off and miss yeah. all kind of stuff. So. <laughs> no, yeah. 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 I totally get what you're saying. Um, but yeah, man, it's, um, it's definitely, you know, that, that climber is comfortable and I'll, I'll use a ratchet strap when I'm backpacking it. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's easy, easy setup, easy, easy, uh, taking it off the tree. I, I love that thing. Man. So when I got, that's the same thing. Like, so when I got it, like I found like, um, a um like the camera arm that like clamps to the side of the rail and then I can put mm-hmm. my camera into it and then you know go from go at it like that and then I thought about bringing the GoPro to like mm-hmm. um do the jaws like on the other side but mm-hmm. I just be scared like turning and looking like if I mess around and hit it and stuff like this year has mm-hmm. been crazy like I done had batteries fall off the camera like while I'm climbing oh, man. I had my camera fall while I was oh, climbing man. and I'm just like I ain't coming back down <laughs> like, <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah that that happened to me early season my camera I thought I had it locked on and that thing fell, and I was like, screw it. Yep. So I didn't catch the footage on this one, <laughs> but I ended up getting one. <laughs> and uh, it, was, it was a nice doe, too, man. Man, we got so many does on this property. It, it's it's unheard of how many does are out there. And see, so it's funny because I was talking to another buddy of mine, and we were talking about this. Like, a lot of people be like, well, you don't want to shoot a doe after a rut because you don't know how many deer you're killing. You could be killing one deer or you could be killing three if she's pregnant. Mm-hmm. And I get that. And when you think about it, logically, it does make sense. But another thing, too, if you got a property or you got an area where there's so many does, then yeah, it's you like, gotta manage that yeah, thing. you ain't you you're not promoting any competition with your bucks. Exactly. Because they just come, they just be like, oh, psh. Hey, yeah. man, they, they, they don't they don't have to work. You're right. It's, work <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's almost like going to Magic City for them. Like they don't have to, yeah. they don't right. have to do nothing. Like no, that's right. That's <laughs> you know right. what I'm saying? So Yeah, they ain't they ain't gotta work they ain't gotta work hard at all on this piece of property. But like I said, I'm I'm the only one on this two hundred and 50 acres Man. you know like i said my father-in-law he does it um but he doesn't bow hunt so okay. i'm already uh you know a month ahead of him he don't black powder he's just straight rifle and he waits till it gets you know pretty chilly outside before he goes um so i mean i'm i'm like literally the only one out there um so these deer have no pressure but I still, you know, try not to hunt the same spot more than about three to five times. Yeah. yeah. At, you know, at, at a time. I'll, I'll rotate and, uh, you know, things of that nature just just so, 
you know, I'm not making my presence uh, too known. But I'll tell you, as far as scent concealment, I got it all. I got the scent crusher closet. I saw that. Uh, I saw that. Yeah, I got the closet. I got the suit that you can wear in the car uh, to to kill the scent. <laughs> I got. I, I have an Ozonics. Uh, and then this year, when my Ozonics uh, battery charger uh, went out on me, and I couldn't find find another one, I bought me a Wild Games Innovation. Bless you. Wild Games Innovation, yep. um, pure, pure Ion, yep. Zero Trace. You like and that? And that thing's better than the Ozonics, in my opinion. Man. See, bat- you, it comes with two batteries. Okay. And they last six hours apiece. And I haven't, I had deer, all the deer that I've killed this year have been downwind, 25 yards. Oh, wow. And they don't smell me. They know something's up, but they can't find me. Right. And I think another contributing factor to that uh, has been my uh, Evercom that I use. I put that on my boots. I didn't, I didn't use a single stitch of uh, uh, Dopey this year. I just put that Evercom on my boots or the base of the tree, mm-hmm. and the deer have no idea, you know, that I'm there. See, they know something. Like I said, they know something. They know something's up, but they they're still calm enough to let me get stood up, <laughs> get the <laughs> you know get full draw, and send that arrow down right. <laughs> now, how high up are you? About twenty five feet. Okay. Yeah, because mm-hmm. see, I, I've been tinkering between like 15, maybe maybe between like 15, 18. Like I'm still trying to like gauge it like, um, mm-hmm. and, you know, get like a gauge. I, <laughs> I killed the last year. So funny. If I can find a picture, I'm going to send it to you because yeah. like on the other side, so like where I was at, um, I was climbing, you know, I was in my climber. And there mm-hmm. was a game camera on the other side, so you can see the deer. And if you look hard enough, you can see me and the climber. I'm thinking, oh, I'm like, you know, I'm like, oh, I'm at least 18, 17, 18 feet in the air. Man, mm-hmm. I look at that picture. I'm probably maybe 12. Maybe. <laughs> 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 and I laugh every time I look at that picture because, like I say, when you in the climate and you look down, you're like, man, I'm up here. And then I looked at the yeah. picture and it's like. <laughs> yeah, I went high. Yeah. I, I, like I said, I was probably like 12 feet. But every so far this year, I've been, like I said, between 15, 17. I can't do it, man. I don't see how people do it. People be talking about they be uh, hey. 25, I got, 30, 35, I got, 40. I got some buddies that go 40 to 50. If he has his mindset on this is what he's doing, hunting, hunting the edge of the clear cut, and I'm jacking up uh, above the uh, scent level, mm-hmm. that's what that's what he's going to do. And I've seen it with my own eyes. 
40 to 50 feet in the air. And I'm like, oh, yeah. I'd be too nervous just, to worry about killing song. Hey, 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 you you can feel that tree move like crazy, boy. Dude, you can feel it move when you like 15, 17. 15? Like, <laughs> oh, I know. I know. I know. And I don't like roller coasters. So when it starts swaying and yanking and. <laughs> you <bro>. the <laughs> Dude. And then I'm looking at like, I'm, I'm looking at the trees around me. And the worst thing you can do, I've started to figure out, is like when they start swaying, the worst thing you can do is look up because, like I said, they get skinnier as they go up. So, like, towards the top, they just yanking all kind of way. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, man, please don't let a limb fall. Please don't let a branch (laughs) fall on. Oh, my God. Because from up high, ain't no telling how much, you know, you gain all that gravity and shit flying down. Man. I'm like shit. If yeah. I can't, if I can't kill deer from damn fifteen, seventeen feet, then shit, they deserve to live. Cause I, I, ain't, <laughs> I might get yeah. twenty on accident in the dark. <laughs> on accident. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm, yeah. Yeah. I might get twenty on accident in the dark. But other than that, and then this year, I ain't even gonna front. This year was, you know, like I said, I started using the climber last year. It wasn't until this year mm-hmm. that I finally got comfortable climbing in the dark. Like, really? Yeah. Sunset, yeah, look here. Sunrise, and what's so like September, October, uh, so let's just say September, early season. Mm-hmm. Sunrise at like, what, 730? I'll start climbing. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. Yeah. Let's go. No, it's like, see, it'd be like 630. No, yeah. Be yeah, yeah, so like six, yeah, sunrise at six thirty. I start climbing about six fifteen when the yeah. when you can see the light. But like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh-uh. like that first year, I was like, I am not fooling, I'm not fooling with y'all out here. And then, yeah. um, like I said, this year I got more comfortable using the red light. Um, mm-hmm. and you know I can get in the stand, be in the stand. You know, sitting comfortable and actually watch the sunrise, which I came for it. That is pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, definitely cool. You know, I shoot. That's how I travel in. I, I mean, you hear stuff running, and and you might catch a set of eyes every now and again looking at you. Oh, uh, but that green light is what I use, and oh, uh, kind of freaky when you. <laughs> you you looking at the ground, you look up and you see some eyes looking at you, you know. Right. But, but uh yeah, I, I use that green light and I, I get in there and try to get all quiet and shoot, man. I I tell you, I I'll get in with about forty minutes until you can start seeing pink in the sky. Yeah. Yep. yep. Yeah. Yeah. Forty yep. minutes to an hour. Yeah. Um, especially if I have to like haul something that I took out of the tree as far as the camera arm or something, I'll go a little earlier. Right, right. Yeah. No, it, it's, mm. it's definitely, like I say, it, it's a repetition and comfort, man. It's just like with shooting a bow. Like, the more, you know, I used to going in the woods at, like, you know, 5, 5.30, trying to get set up, you know, before mm-hmm. sunrise and and whatnot. Um, 
like I said, with the with the climbing, like it it was never a problem. Like if I'm going to a ground blind, I can get in there like in pitch black mm-hmm. dark. Like, but it's just like yeah. that whole trying to climb a tree, trying to make sure you orientated the right way and mm-hmm. all that. Yeah, that's just, tough. So that's tough. I know what I wanted to ask you because I know this. Unless I was looking at it wrong, you shoot sitting down. Shoot sitting down. Yeah, like do you stand up in your climber? Yeah. Okay, yeah, I, you do. I'm, I'm stood up. Okay, yeah. okay. Yeah. Maybe yeah. it's the okay. So, Maybe it's the angle, like looking. Yeah, I think I think that last uh, that last video I posted it looks like I'm sitting. Yeah. Oh, uh, but no, I'm standing. I think I'm just rising as I'm as I'm drawing back. Okay. But yeah, yeah, sitting is that's pretty challenging. I I wouldn't be able to clear my um. The rail, that, right? That shoot, yeah, that shooting rail. In yeah. Front. Okay. Yeah, that's, I went, yeah, that's I went what I was going. And I was like, "Is he sitting down?" Like, <laughs> I wish, I wish could shoot, man. I, <laughs> I can get uh, that much more <laughs> if man. I was able to do it sitting down. Man, I like I said, I stand. Some, sometimes standing up, man. Sometimes standing up. As soon as I get off of that seat, mm-hmm. it'll like make a little like let some air out a little bit of it or something like mm-hmm. if i've left my seat out there because normally i bring my seat home with me um so in case it rains it don't you don't sit there and get waterlogged um and then you know more apt to make noises and stuff but look oh that's what you're supposed to do because <laughs> <laughs> my climber unless i'm taking it out the woods and go to somewhere else my climber stays in the tree, connected to the tree from opening day to when I take it out next week at the end of the season. <laughs> right, <laughs> the seat cables rain and all. Like I'm like, shoot, it is you gonna fight these elements today, Jack? Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll remove that seat. Um, and I've left it out there. Mm-hmm. And when I've gotten stood up several times. Some of the bigger does, they won't come in because they they heard that noise, just that faint noise. Yeah. And uh, I was like, all right, this ain't happening anymore. I'm bring that seat, uh, you know, in with me and uh, let it dry out from the rain. And and I mean, I hadn't had any issues since, but, and so but yeah, I, I leave I leave the actual stand out there. Right. You have to once we get off of here, look up on. Um, that buckshot um, equalizer climber. Okay. And you'll see what I mean. Like, it, the seat detaches, like, so easy. Um, yeah, it's, it's a pretty neat little concept. But Man, that, um, I try, and I've been fortunate. Like, what I do is, like, I'll stand, like I said, for, like, 30, 40 minutes at a time, and I'll just be hugging the tree, like, back to the tree as far as I can go. And then I might like mm-hmm. sit down, and take a rest, but um, for the most part, since I've been hunting out in the climate, every time the deer come, like I can see them, and I'm standing up before, like I can see them from like six to seventy yards away, like weaving down the trail or weaving, mm-hmm. you know, like between the pines and stuff, or they'll come like off of one trail, circle around, and then come back and start doing what they're doing. And like I said, mm-hmm. for the for the most part. You know, I've been pretty good and 
you know, not making any noise, not making any sudden moves, making all my move. If I do make a move, wait that they either hidden behind the tree or when they got their head down feeding. Like, you know, and sh- like that last day, like when she dropped her head, I was like, all right, it's time to go. And I sat there mm-hmm. and I think she felt me looking at her because she looked up and she had that, oh, shit, look on her face <laughs> <laughs> right before I let yeah. that hair go. Yeah, so, oh, yeah. Man. yeah, man. But, man, yeah. I'm telling you, I like I said, I appreciate it. I appreciate you taking the time, man. We can sit here and do this. All night, but I know you got some fatherly duties you got to take care of <laughs> and whatnot, man. But before you go, yeah. just let folks where where they can see your videos on YouTube, like your social media and stuff. Where folks can find you at, bro? Yeah, so my um, my link uh, to my YouTube channel is on my Instagram, uh, Brian Maddox, um, and then I think that I still have my. Um, YouTube channel. Um, it's under Brian Maddox Football, um, and you you'll you'll go right to it. Um, got a few subscribers, uh, so come on, subscribe and and like the videos. They waiting on you. <laughs> <laughs> hey, there's, and there's some good videos. Like I said, I was checking it out. I already hit that subscribe button, so now I get notifications when y'all. When you post some stuff real quick before you get out of here, mm-hmm. turkey hunting because I know that's your thing. You taking yep. <laughs> you taking the bow this year? I might, I might, uh, I might take the bow. Uh, I'm sure I'll take it several times. Uh, you know, I, I've I've been doing some recon on on those turkeys while I've been doing deer hunting too. But you know, they change pattern up so much. Yeah, uh, well. right. So, so come turkey season, they might they liable to be on the other side of the property. But that's why I'll, that's why I'll scout. I'll scout before the season, like you should. And, um, yeah, I might have to carry the bow out there. Man, well, yeah. Good luck, man. Like I said, I appreciate you coming through, man. Let's let's do better. Keeping in touch. I see you all on Instagram. Like I said, I know you got a lot of stuff going on with the new baby and stuff, man. But let's definitely mm-hmm. keep in touch and everything, man. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for coming through, bro. Yeah, man. I appreciate you having me, bro. Brian. All right. One more time for Brian Maddox. Man, I'm so glad that he got a chance to come through and share what he's got going on with me, uh, joining me here. On the Brightland show today, it was really, a, like I said, a really a treat for me to be able to catch up with this brother, man. And he is doing some real awesome things out there uh, in the outdoor industry. And I wish him well on his goals, man. And hopefully, you know, he can capture all the great footage uh, that he can every time that he goes out, man. I really like to see folks going out there trying to make it happen. Uh, going after their goals and uh, producing great footage and uh, stuff of that nature. So uh, shout out again to Brian Maddox, Be Mad, number 10, getting it done out there in the outdoors. Thank y'all again for coming in and listening to another episode. Just want to remind y'all, make sure you please check out BryantlandCountry.com, our website, BryantlandCountry.com. It has everything Bryantland on it.
Also want to send a quick shout out to the folks at Onyx Hunt. Know where you stand. They sponsor the Bryantland Show. We greatly appreciate it. Also want to send a shout out to the folks at Traeger Grills. Make sure you guys get a chance to go out and join the Traeger Nation, man. Traeger Grills, they've really been good to us. Also, Irish Setter Boots have been really good to myself and to the Bryantland brand and want to send a shout out to them. So make sure you check out and patronize the sponsors that sponsor us here at the Bryantland Show. Next week, we'll have another podcast. You guys are going to enjoy it. I know you're going to be looking forward to it. The buzz. Keep telling people all about our show, about our podcast. Growing in 2021 is what we're all about. Expanding our podcast, making sure we get new ears and new listeners to the great content that we're producing. And come back here next week for another episode of The Bryant Land Show.